Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting. It's especially exciting now that I've got the stupid microphone fixed. It turns out it was a very simple thing of, I didn't realise you had to set professional microphones up beforehand. I would literally plonk you on my bedside table and I'd just start chatting. And I'm just going to move you slightly closer now because now I'm just paranoid that it's going to be really quiet again. But I don't think it should be. I've really worked hard to make it sound better and I'm looking at all the levels and I've adjusted it all. So this week's episode should be a little bit more on track because it was so annoying. I recorded the episode and I was so pleased with how it went. And then for it to come out so quiet, I was listening to it and I had to re-record one of the parts and I was like I can't do it for everything but that's so annoying that that has happened but anyway I've set it up this time I called my boyfriend and I explained the situation he was just like what so you thought you could just leave it you thought you could just turn it on and I was like yeah because I just thought it was like a microphone I didn't realize there was technical things to do with it and he was like oh Bella silly so it's fine we've progressed I'm now a technical wizard with these things so we've moved on from it but it was annoying I can't lie it did piss me off a little bit but anyway let's do a little life update because I feel like this week has been a good week a lot of things have happened when I think back to last Sunday but also not a lot of things have happened it's not been the most exciting of weeks I'm doing my dissertation, you guys know this. So my day-to-day, I feel like on Instagram and TikTok, it can look so, like I'm doing so many really fun things. But you've got to remember, that's like a snippet of my day. A small part where I force myself to go outside or I force myself to do something in the evening. The majority of the time at the moment is spent at my desk. And since recording the Day in the Life videos, I've realised I have terrible posture. I have terrible posture. And I'm thinking about getting, you know those like... I don't know how to describe them other than kind of like a harness that pulls your shoulder blades together that makes you have better posture. I'm really considering getting one. I want to know if they work because I have this really weird shoulder injury. I don't know what I did. It's just injured. I went to the um, physiotherapy. I went to the doctors and apparently I have this thing called pterodactylite. You laugh but it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Basically my shoulder blade pops out like a pterodactyl wing. And I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of offended when they told me that name. I thought, could they not give it something less embarrassing? Something less, you know, insulting is the word I'm looking for. But no, because it looks like a pterodactyl wing, I have got this pterodactylite thing. And so my shoulders are always just like a little bit fucked, I can't lie, they don't work properly they hurt like if I'm wearing a bag for ages it really hurts I never really noticed it before like how annoying it would be but if I'm carrying a water bottle on my shoulder for hours and hours and hours it really 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 hurts um so yeah I'm thinking about getting one of those little like put not protractor thingies what are they called posture things so I think I'm gonna get a little posture thing I think my boyfriend has one I might see if I can steal it when I next see him other things. I got invited. Okay, let me take you through Monday night. So how exciting is this? Because of the podcast, because of you guys, I got invited to this like restaurant, burger restaurant in Soho to go and try their food. It's called Wonderland and it was delicious. This isn't an ad or anything like that. I just got invited to go and try the food and say what I thought about it. It was delicious. It was the best milkshake I've ever had. I liked it because it was 
um, plant-based and meat food as well. So you can pick and it's like, they've done it so it's almost like versus, like it's a battle between the two. So there's equal options on both. And I had the fake chicken wings. They were delicious. They were so nice. But it made me feel like, you know, because I was trying so many things, I felt so full afterwards. I basically had to roll myself home. But I went with Maisie and it was just really, really fun. It was just a really fun evening. So I think it made me realise how I need to make the most of my evenings in London. I think at home, it definitely feels like the evening is the end of the day and like I wouldn't really do that much but since having that evening where I did something it made me realize how many more hours there are in the day that I don't fill I mean I do it is also important to relax but it was just nice to do something and then on Tuesday I had my meeting with my supervisor dissertation is on track people we are getting there I have a, a right by the time you listen to this on Sunday I might be nearly finished oh what a relief that will be I will cry tears of joy it will honestly, when this dissertation gets submitted, <gasps> other news, I booked my flight to Vietnam and that's what's really exciting. That's the really, really exciting news that I have to share. Me and Louis are going to Vietnam for a month. For a month, for a month before I start work, which means you are gonna get the podcast from Vietnam. We are going international people. First it was Bali and now it's Vietnam. We're going for a month and all I know is that we're starting in Hanoi and we're going down to Ho Chi Minh. And also, you know, last week where I was like, was it the Fifi Islands? Yeah, sorry, that's in Thailand. Turns out I'm just terrible at geography, absolutely terrible at geography. But there is some really, really beautiful islands and I'm so, I, I'm honestly so excited. I feel like this is the thing that I need to motivate me to finish. And it's also just been something that's, I feel like going away in September is my favourite time to go away because you like summer in England because of global warming is actually lovely now which I'm not saying is a good thing because global warming but I don't want to go away to hot countries when it's summer because it's hot here like there is nothing more annoying to me than going on a holiday only to check the weather back home and it's hotter than where you are you know there's that that's not that pisses me off and so going in September, you're kind of more decided that that's going to be good. Also, I kind of realised this might be my last, like, mine and Louis' last chance to do a big, long, fiery travelling trip for, like, a bit. Not forever, obviously not. And I know you can take time off and not in, like, a big or bad way. But we're going to have other priorities soon. Like, work will come in the way. You won't be able to take the time off. And so I feel really, really lucky that we were able to do this. Really lucky that we were able to book it. The flights were £780. So they were really expensive and I did feel sick booking them because I was the one that booked them and I hate being the one that books things. Even though I always am and I think it's because I'm a slight control freak and I just need to check everything's right but I was literally FaceTiming Louis and I was like, does this say the right word? Is this correct? And they tried to scam us so many times, like not scam, but just have so many add-ons to pay for. It's like a hundred pounds to cover this, a hundred pounds to check on early, a hundred. And I was like, I'm not paying you to check me in. I can do that. Like it's a hundred quid, but we have booked and I'm really, really excited. And I want your recommendations. Quite a lot of you sent some really helpful recommendations and slowly but surely I'm building the trip. Although I love how I'm saying I'm building the trip. It is our trip. I am going with my boyfriend. But I feel like I have way more free time to plan at the moment. He's busy working every single day. And I am working. But as I said to him, every 10 minutes of work, I'm rewarding myself with 10 minutes of, like, planning. 
10 minutes of where do we want to stay? I am on Airbnb. Oh my God. And because I'm on booking.com and because I book all of our trips whenever we go on booking.com, I basically, when I went to Italy and Greece like seven years ago or five years, not seven, not that old. When I was nine, 18, how old am I now? 22, four years ago. Was it only four years ago? Okay, I can't count, but no, because I'm 23 this year. Five years ago, that sounds better. Five years ago, because we were away for like six weeks, I booked everything through booking.com. And then because I had booked so many nights with them, because obviously I was away for six weeks, so it's quite a lot of holiday, I got the genius discount. So it's brilliant. And then I think I got my dad to book something on it. And then it got like even more genius discount. So I've got that. So I was looking on that because sometimes hotel can be cheaper than Airbnb. But I just like Airbnb because you have more space. And I think one of the ways that we saved a lot of money in Bali was buying places that we could not buying, but staying in places where we can cook. Although the food in Vietnam is so affordable and so delicious. That's the thing I'm really looking forward to. I think in Bali, I struggled a little bit with the food, but I think in Vietnam, I love, I just love all of the food. I love Vietnamese food. So I'm really, I'm so excited about that. I'm not sure what podcast I'm gonna do when I'm out there. Although I do know who the guest is going to be whilst I'm out there. <laughs> this is another exciting thing. We're getting guests on the podcast, guys. And I was meant to keep this a secret, but I am terrible at keeping secrets. It's like I was meant to surprise my boyfriend. This like It's our anniversary next week on Saturday. And we've been together three years. And I planned this really cute thing. And we we're on FaceTime and we we're discussing what we we're going to do. And I was like, oh, we could do this, but blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. And I was like, shit, that was meant to be a secret. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, Also, my train tickets. Can we have a moment for train tickets in the UK costing the amount that they cost? Because it is inexcusable. £60 it has cost me to get to Manchester. £60. £60. And on the train back, it's going to be a savage journey. It's Louis' graduation. Then, the next day, I'm going to a festival... I have to get the train at half seven in the morning and it takes us four and a half hours because there's train strikes and I'm just really, really dreading that. But anyway, that's a stress for future me. Other things that's happened this week. Oh yeah, well the food, I discussed that. Um, oh, we think we might have bed bugs. Well, not we collectively. We think we found one. So I'm just hoping and praying that it wasn't really a bed bug and that it'll just go away and that it's not real and that it was just a tick and that it's just dead. And I'm just not really stressing about it until all of a sudden I get an intrusive thought about it and then and then it really comes in very thick and strong. I've been having really weird dreams recently and I don't know if it's to do with the moon. Me being, maybe because I'm bored, then I'm dreaming more. But I had a dream about green pink grasshoppers which isn't actually that crazy because that is actually a thing if you look on bbc news they did a post about it the other day and then i also had a dream that I was at a hannah montana concert and you've switched one way and it was like miley cyrus singing and you switched the other way and it was hannah montana singing and i was in my element i was in my element so that i feel like my brain is just trying to find other things that are more engaging than what i'm currently doing but also i managed to take myself on a walk today which sounds silly but 
I've been feeling a bit weird about fitness. I don't know why. I'm really lacking the motivation to do it. But once I'm there, I love it. But it's almost like my gym membership finishes at 4pm. So I can't go to the gym between 4 and 9pm because like I'm a cheapskate and I got the cheaper one. Because I don't need to go then and I never would go then. And I hate going to the gym when it's filled with people. I just hate it. I just don't enjoy the experience. I'm not sure anyone does, but I just feel like it's really crowded and everyone's watching you. And so one of the, so I got that gym membership, which was a good idea, but then I didn't leave to go to the gym today till two. So I ended up having to do the fastest workout. I did my workout and then I had a shower and I literally left with one minute to spare. I'm not really sure what would happen if I stayed in past four. I don't know. They'd either charge me or be locked in there forever and ever and ever, which would be a terrible, terrible experience. And I would really, really not like that. I mean, that wouldn't be what happened, but I don't want to pay either because that's just me being unorganized. I have realized that I think I can be more organized. Like I, my issue is that I am always a little bit late, but not like majorly late, like just a little bit not crazy late, just so late that I'm always slightly on time, you know, that it's always, it is always okay, I'm just edging on being late, you know in the Polar Express, where he has the ticking, like, watch, and it's like, on time, on time, on time, on time, late, all of it, I'm like, I'm constantly in that zone of being on time and late, as shown by me leaving the gym one minute before my membership runs out, and me literally arriving every single place on the dot, and I think it's because I think I can fit more into my life than I can actually fit in. I think I can fit more into the day than is humanly possible, but it's okay. This is stress for another day. But me going on a walk today sounds like a little thing, but I'm really glad I did it because it was something that I've been wanting to do for myself, but not actually wanting to do. Does that make sense? And I think sometimes you don't want to do the things that are good for you. Sometimes you just don't. And I listened to that yesterday and I didn't do the things that I know are good for me. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't go for a walk. I didn't do a run. I just relaxed and that was fine. But today I knew I'd done that yesterday and I kind of like I did, I would feel better for doing it. And I did it and I do feel better because now I'm realizing if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have gone outside today. And that can be the danger with working from home, studying from home is that you don't actually end up going anywhere and you can become a little bit like this is my safe space and I'm going to stay here and I'm not going to leave and that can make it even harder to leave and so next week I'm back to going into uni I've got a really social week next week so I feel like it has been a bit of a hermit week but I'm happy about it because it's meant that I've got more on track with my dissertation and I really 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 want it done for next week please please but anyway, onto the content part for this week's podcast. Where today we're talking about authenticity. I listened to Jonathan Jonathan Van Ness on um, Diary of a CEO and he said something really interesting about authenticity that I'll expand on in the content part of the podcast. But it just got me thinking about what it means to be me and how I feel comfortable in my own skin and how my perception of myself has changed over the past couple of years. Because I really had a moment today when I was walking around and I realised... I have created a life that I'm really, really lucky to have. I'm living in the city I always wanted to live in. 
I am doing the things I always dreamed about doing and there's something that's really like fulfilling about that feeling and it's got me a lot about thinking about me now living more authentically and doing the things that I actually really enjoy and the journey that that's taken me on because it hasn't been easy and it's still a work in progress and it's something that I want to share with you because I think it's really important that we talk about but just to ask you if you have not yet and I don't mean payment subscribe to the podcast I just mean press subscribe in Spotify it's free of charge then please do because if you enjoy listening to the podcast and this lets me know that you enjoy listening to the podcast it lets me see how many people are there it lets me work with other companies and brands if I ever want to with the podcast and it's just a really good metric of seeing how well the podcast is doing and so it would mean a lot to me but if you do want to become a paid subscriber and supercharge your personal growth then you know what to do click the locked episodes and you can fill in your details but no pressure because not everyone is in the financial position to do hopes do so and it's just a little extra So this week's podcast we are discussing authenticity and it's because yesterday I was walking through London and I was just like this life I've created for myself is pretty great. Like I'm really really proud of myself what I've created but then last night I had a bit of a breakthrough when I realised perhaps my life isn't as authentic as I think it is. Perhaps I need to let go of a lot of things and this is why I want to talk about authenticity to you today because I think living authentically is truly being the focus of your own life and me and recognizing that you are the center of it and living your life accordingly. And I'm not saying being selfish and making all the decisions just for you and being a horrible, horrible person. That's not what I mean. But I am saying recognizing that you are important and that your thoughts and opinions on things matter and you're living your alignment in accordance with those thoughts and feelings, if that makes sense. But let's get back to the beginning. And I think... A first stage when talking about authenticity, it's really important to recognise the point that you are in, to recognise the kind of mindset and the way, the way you're thinking about different things. I think living authentically is something that I've always really struggled with. I've always, I know I am a bit of a people pleaser and sometimes I can see myself changing the way that I am in order to fit better into a situation and I haven't done that for a long time but I recognize it when I look at my past and especially in things like therapy you start to unpack different ways that you acted in class or different ways that you acted towards different people and I was so scared in certain situations of being unliked that I lost who I was and just gave all of myself to them does that make sense I would fall out with someone and then instantly I would be apologizing thousands and thousands and thousands of times and I would do anything to make it better and that was not me living authentically because if I was living authentically I would recognize that someone falling out with me isn't the worst case scenario someone not liking me is not my responsibility it's my responsibility to be a good person to make like be kind be like a nice person I guess no actually that's also a backwards thing that I need to stop saying you don't always have to be nice person you don't always have to be a nice person I think you always should have intentions to do good but sometimes you're going to be annoyed and sometimes you're going to be pissed off at people and sometimes you're going to be angry and sad and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't express those emotions I think expressing those emotions is a key part of living authentically it's a key part of recognizing who you are and I deserve to take up space here and these are the things that I'm feeling so these are the things that are going to take up space right now but what I would mean by that kind of being I was so intent on making that better that I lost myself in the process and I think when I look back to my teenage years then that was when I really wasn't 
living authentically. That was when I just became totally consumed with the people around me. And I think this is a normal part of growing up. Maybe not to the extreme that I went to, but I think it is a normal part of growing up is realizing who you are on your own, how to stand on your own two feet. And it's scary. School is a tough, tough place. Like, School is an experience. I was talking about it with my guest um, on the way in. The, the, you'll listen to the podcast at the end of the month. But we were both saying how school is an awful experience. It is tough. You are surrounded with like thousands of people your age. And you are made to act like a massive social circle. And all of the social dynamics and everything. It's so intense. Because once you leave, you realise that none of that matters. You realise that... You could peak in high school and be the most popular kid. You could be prom king, but as soon as you leave, no one cares. No one cares in the slightest. As soon as you leave, you realise that the world is made up of a... The world is its big, massive social circle. And everyone has their own little friendship groups. And you are never going to be put in a situation where you feel like you're constantly battling for who you are. That is something that is not going to happen again. And that's something that changes as you get older because you realise that... It's not a battle that there is space for everyone, but school is a tricky place. And I think a lot about school is that I was like very lucky. I didn't, I didn't get bullied. I was in a really small school. It was a lovely school. And although there were like, it wasn't perfect. I was definitely in a very privileged position with it. I know a lot of people's school experiences are so much worse, but I think this is the thing about when you are growing up, it's so hard to live authentically because you don't know exactly who you are and it's scary to experiment with who you are. It's scary to try new things because you're literally filled in a classroom of judgment because kids are nasty. Kids are really, really nasty. And I think it's because they all of a sudden get this false idea that they're really, really important. When you look at the popular kids in school, like why do you think you can say that to someone? The reason they think it can say to someone is because they deem themselves the popular kids. They are a big fish in the sea. And as soon as you leave, you realise that they're not a big fish anymore. They can have no impact on you. And this is the thing that I want to also talk about today, because a big part of why I wanted to record this podcast is I had a bit of a breakthrough last night. It was, you know, it was a moment. I was, I feel like when I'm home alone, I have the biggest breakthroughs because I get really bored because there's no one to chat to. There's no distractions. I just had, I, I was just chilling. And then all of a sudden I realized that, so when something bad happens, I don't just recognize it, forgive, move on. I recognize it. And this could be like years and years and years and years and years ago. I then force myself to constantly relive that pain a song will come on and I'll reenact it in my head or I'll imagine how a scenario could have been different and it's like an intrusive thought of I can't act on it any differently. I don't know how to say it any differently. I don't know how to cope with it any differently and so I focus on it and me focusing on it then means that this this pain thing is becoming the dominating experience in my life because I'm relating every single thing to that and no matter where I am in my life, every single thing comes back to these things that have hurt me, these experiences that I've had. And I think definitely unpacking it in therapy has been something that's made me realise this. Because I think beforehand I used to probably just recognise that they were there and then not really, you know, just think about them a bit and then push them away and think about them a bit and push them away. But if I want to live authentically, if I want to have my own life and make me the centre of my life and create a life that's really, really exciting then I need to make sure that I am the centre of my own life and that I stop letting these bad things that happen, these dominating forces, become the centre on their own, become the centre on their own, sorry. Because these things that have happened, eventually you have to let them go. 
you know, and, and I know it's hard when bad things happen, and I know it is hard, and it can take years and years and years to get you through the process of letting go, but I think I finally am at that point of letting go now, and I don't know how it's come to be, and I think maybe it was a kind of a mixture of time, of closing chapters, of therapy, therapy's been a massive one, I think, being able to talk about, like, things that have happened in my past to someone who doesn't owe me anything who is not a judgment person who is just going to be there to listen being able to tell someone all of these things that happened finally felt like I had a weight off my shoulders because I think so often when you're telling the people around you things that have happened to you you tell them in a certain way because you don't want them to become upset you don't want them to feel affected by it you don't want to give your burden to someone else and this is why therapy is a thing that I think every single person in the world should have because it's an incredible experience that allows you to share these parts in your life that are such a dark moment for you, that are such a troubling part of your path. And I think once you have, once I've shared that, it was almost like all of these, you know how I said last week about my anxiety being synonymous with me not feeling things fully, me not fully experiencing an emotion. Well, now when I'm reminded of these little things that happened in my life, like these like kind of bad things, I feel anxious I feel very anxious about it I feel very uncertain I feel very like not in control of the situation I feel very like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and it makes me very very anxious and I can feel my chest getting all tight and I think this comes from there being so much unsaid emotion there so much unsaid closure and I know I said I couldn't give yourself closure and I do believe you can give yourself closure you can allow yourself to move on from these things I think you have to be proactive in it and this is where I have made the error is that I haven't been proactive in it I've acknowledged it and I said it to myself but I haven't allowed myself to feel the feelings before it was time and I think a massive part of closure is time it's time it's getting reacquainted with what happened it's being able to acknowledge what happened with a neutral standpoint and that's something that's been recent for me because when people are nasty to me I can hold a grudge I've realized I think I didn't say, one of you guys asked me what my like biggest toxic trait was on the podcast. I think I said something silly, but I think my biggest, maybe my biggest toxic trait is like, I can hold a grudge. Like I will be cross at you and like I can hold it for a long time. I'm not very good at forgiving and it's something that I struggle with and I don't know why I struggle with forgiving people, but I really feel like everyone can just be a good person. So why are you not being a good person? I feel like I put so much time and effort into trying to be a good person it pisses me off when other people don't do that but that is toxic and not helping anyone and especially not helping myself and I think this is the thing when you're trying to live authentically you need to give yourself closure from these experiences to allow yourself to be the main character in your life because right now I'm not the main character these bad things are the kind of the thing that everything comes back to and I want everything to come back to ultimately me but instead everything in my life that happens seems to be coming back to these like bad experiences where I'm just sat at my desk doing my work and all of a sudden I'll find myself feeling sad about it again and it's weird because it has changed I'm not angry anymore about these things that happened but I do feel like it's time to let it go now and I think this is the thing in order to live authentically you have to know who you are and you have to know what you want in life and you have to know now, I don't think you have to know what you want in life, but I think you have to have a fundamental understanding of not necessarily who you are, but that you are someone. I think it takes time to work out who you are, but you can live authentically finding out that persona. You can find out who you are while still living authentically. 
but I think in order to be able to find out who you are, you have to let go of the things that hurt you. Because if you don't let go of the things that hurt you, then everything you're trying to find out about yourself will come back to those things that hurt you. And this is why having a good mindset is really important. And I think recognising that I've had a good life is one step and recognising that, you know what, my life is really great. When I was walking through London the other day, I was like, yes, you know what, I've created something pretty special here and I'm very, very proud of myself for doing that. But I also recognise that I seem to have created a bit of a lost mindset within myself. I'm focusing on the things I don't have. I'm focusing on the things that went wrong rather than every single thing that went right. Imagine if rather than feeling sad for a brief moment every single day about something that didn't work out or something that didn't go right, I thought, fuck me, look at what I've done. Look at what I have created. And I think another thing that's made me think a lot more about this, you you guys can tell it was a big, it was a monumental um, uncovering yesterday. It was a big moment for myself for a kind of, it's like, I think it's time. And it felt quite, not, I didn't feel emotional. It felt almost like I was taking my younger me's hand and sitting her down and being like, you know what, you've heard about this for a long time now. It's time to move on. It's time. You're ready now. You're ready to let go of everything that happened. You're ready to fully enter this next chapter. And I think that's the thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be one big bad thing that happens, but there can be lots of little things that happened throughout a period of like six or seven or eight years or however long, I don't know, the time frame doesn't matter, but throughout a time frame. And you can then constantly bring those along with you. But now as we're all about to enter these next chapters, I think it's exciting to recognise that these things that happen to us don't have to follow us, that we can let them go. And I think you'll get to that point when you're ready to let them go, when you're feeling it happens with time. And it's a really weird thing, but I think you can definitely encourage it. And I think I have almost been discouraging it because I've been so scared to let it go because it was such a major part of my life and it was such a a part of me and I kind of made it into more of a part of me. And I know I'm being vague and I'm not telling you guys everything because I don't, it's not like I don't want, I don't want to. It's not like, I just don't think it's a good idea, but I just think it doesn't matter what the thing is. All that matters is that you recognise that everyone has these things that we bring with us. We all have baggage. And if you can remove the baggage from coming into your next chapter, that's when you can truly start to live authentically. And I'm not saying you can't feel sad about these things anymore. But what I'm saying is you don't have to let them dominate. You can say, pause, take a deep breath. I'm feeling this thing, but my life is good and I'm okay now. And it's all about training your brain to recognizing what you have. And this comes back to, again, I was talking about the lost mindset. And I was doing this tarot card reading where it was one of these weird, really weird ones online. It was like, I've deleted this five times and it didn't have that many likes. It was like, if it's meant to find you, this is going to find you. And it basically said that I got the death card, the lost card, and the other thing. And it was like, You are focusing on so much negativity that happened in your life, but you don't recognise the incredible life that you're creating and this is what is blocking you from achieving your goals and dreams. Because I feel like I'm I'm on the cusp of really great things happening, on the cusp. But the thing that's holding me back is this lost mindset that I have of me just focusing on the negative things, me focusing on the things that I don't have. And I do have a tendency to do that. And I think it's because focusing on the things that you don't have is almost comforting in a way, because... 
it, it can be sometimes scary to recognize all that you have because maybe I could be focusing on and I don't know this but maybe I could be thinking about how much I have to lose if I focus on how much I have whereas if I focus on what things I don't have I can't lose those things so it's a little bit less scary it's a little bit more controlled the situations happened I don't have it so I know the outcome of it but this is the scary thing about having the lost mindset is that it's limiting every single other part of my life and I don't want that to happen anymore and then I did a tarot card reading last night and again it was like the good things are coming you are working really hard your masters it was really weird there was one about being a master and it was like you are coming you are becoming a master of something and I was like literally doing my masters right now and it was saying about how all of these things working really hard and everything is really important and to stick on that track and that good things are coming but that I need to work through letting things go that haven't aren't serving me anymore I really truly need to let it go because otherwise as I said these things are becoming the dominating force in my life they're not the things that I actually want to focus on but everything ends up coming back to those and so these are the steps that I'm taking to live more authentically by mainly letting everything go that doesn't serve me anymore because I think once you start to let these things go then you start to let yourself explore who you are then you create up space I think so much about finding out who you are is about creating space for you to find out who you actually are and I think this is why letting things go is so important because when you are free, it's like you can only meet someone new when you create life space in your life to meet someone new. I could only meet new friends when I realised I had space to meet new friends. And I think this is why space in your life is so important because it allows the universe to fill it with really great things. And if you're constantly focusing on the things that you don't have, on the things that they're taking up space in your life, that limits the amount of good things that can follow it, in my opinion. I think it does. I think if your brain only has a certain amount of capacity and so it can't accept more good things if it's filled up by bad things, if it's filled up by focusing on all of the negative things that are going on. And so the ways that I'm starting to live more authentically by mainly letting air go of everything that doesn't serve me is taking a deep breath and when I feel these moments of intense loss or intense sadness or kind of when I feel myself thinking about the things that didn't go to plan, allow myself to have a moment because this is where a lot of the issues have come from me bottling it up, allowing myself to have a moment, taking a deep breath, feeling that feeling in all of its entirety, feeling the anxiety, the sadness, but looking at the clock and giving myself a minute, feeling it, okay, yeah, I am sad that that didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. And then, but you know what? My life is great. And then spending another minute thinking about all of the incredible things I do have. Because when I was searching letting go and like stepping into living more authentically, so much of the things are about training your brain. Your brain is an instrument, you know, and you have trained it to focus on the negative things that you don't have. So you need to start focusing on it to train it on the good things, the things that you do have. And I think by following all of the things, following, acknowledging the things that didn't work out, but then recognizing what it taught you and the incredible things that you do have in your life now, will eventually stop you thinking about it because you'll be so enamored with everything that you do have in life that you won't focus so much on the negative and this is my plan anyway and I also think it's really cathartic to write letters to write letters to people that hurt you to write letters to situations that hurt you to just write a letter to your younger self telling you that it was all okay that it did work out that you don't need to be scared anymore that you can let it go I'm going to do an episode on the inner child because I think it's something that's really interesting and something that we should all definitely explore more. But I think letting go of these things is something that you have to do for your inner child in order to move on into the life that you truly want to create. So write that letter, think through those moments, but then hold their hand, grab them and say, you know what, 
look at this incredible thing that we did create because it did all go to plan you know it might not have felt like it in the moment it might have felt really really shit but it did all go to plan we've created something pretty incredible and I love the life that I'm living right now and I think then you start to live more authentically because your focus is joy you focus on the things that you do have you focus on the things that are going right and then you don't feel so scared to try new things you don't feel scared to experience who you are because you know that it's all going to be okay because it really is but anyway on to the question part for this week's podcast so on to the question part for this week's podcast so for the questions let's go into the first instagram one it's so much easier now i can click on my phone okay how can i become better at controlling my overthinking so a book that i'm reading at the moment you guys know it's called what's it called it's like people pleaser and i'll include it in the show notes but it's by a lady a woman's um author who ends in Turrell I want to say Katie Ray Turrell and I don't think it is her but I'll include it in the show notes and she said something really interesting that made me stop and think so it was about overthinking and it was about this kind of anxious attachment style where I know if I'm suddenly not spending a lot of time with the people around me I can start to really overthink that experience with them and I can start to think that they don't want to spend time with me and I can convince them that they don't like I can convince myself that they don't like me and that it's an awful thing and blah 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 and then it ends in me becoming really defensive thinking that they don't like me and I need to protect myself and I've become this like resistor people pleaser but all that comes from is me lacking that secure attachment in myself and secure understanding that I am going to be okay on my own So I think when I'm thinking about the things that I majorly overthink, the things I think I overthink, or you overthink, come into categories. So think about the area that it is that you're overthinking in and work out where that fear comes from. Because that's what overthinking is. You're overthinking because you're scared. You're overthinking because the outcome of whatever situation stresses you out. And maybe you can't control it. Maybe you can control it. No, you probably can't if you're stressing about it or overthinking it. Because the fact is, if you could control it, then you wouldn't overthink it. You just decide. So I think tips for controlling your overthinking is getting to the bottom of why it's happening. A lot of my therapy recently has been about getting to the bottom of these things that I have. And I think that's kind of an obvious thing to say, isn't it? Because that's the point of therapy is getting to the bottom of things. But you know what I mean. And I think with overthinking, one of my big things of getting to the bottom of why do I overthink so like... Why do I get so anxious if I'm away from people? Or if I think, why do I suddenly have this sabotaging thing in my head convincing me that people don't like me, that I am on my own, that I have no friends, that it's all these silly things, which are things that no one has encouraged me to think. They're things I've entirely like created on my own. And so this is the thing. I would stop and I would write out what your main overthinking thoughts are because like I have four or five or 10 or how it doesn't really matter the number, but I have a few that repeat themselves. So I would look at the ones that repeat themselves and ask yourself, why do they repeat themselves? What is the fear that understand, like underpins them? And then try and realise that when you are overthinking, logically reason to yourself, I'm just scared in this moment. Let's say you're scared that someone's going to leave you and so you're constantly overthinking that they are going to leave you. That's scared because you're scared that they're going to go and you're scared of being left alone. But comfort yourself with the knowledge that if you are left alone, you will be okay. You can do this. You are stronger than you think. You are a person on your own and you are enough. And that's something that I think is really important to realise. Okay, next way. What are your ways of keeping up a positive mindset even on bad days? Also, I love the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy you love the podcast. Okay, the ways of keeping up a positive mindset. So being honest, 
I think it's okay to accept that some days you are going to feel a bit shit. I don't always love the idea that you have to always be happy because no one's always going to be happy. Some days you are going to wake up and you're going to feel tired, you're going to feel exhausted, you're going to feel stressed, you're going to feel anxious. But rather than having thinking I have to feel happy, I'm more kind of I'm like, this isn't the end of the world. Today is still going to be a good day. Ultimately, the world is good, you know? Good things have happened. I've woken up and I'm smiling. And I think even though I feel those things and I don't try and bottle up those things and I accept that I feel that way, I don't let them become a dominating force on my day. Does that make sense? And sometimes they do. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I am not. I can get in a sulk about things and I can be very stubborn and I can be moody like everyone can. But I try and let those things that I'm experiencing not dominate my day. I try and let them go. I try and accept they're a part of how I'm feeling, but they're not a part of my day experience. And the world is still good. So I think zooming out in those moments, looking about what the world has to offer, looking about what your day includes, the exciting things that are going on, has really helped me kind of make those bad days become a little better. Because they're not always going to be good, but they can always be a little bit better. What's your favourite thing about yourself? Hmm. I don't know what my favourite thing about myself is, you know? I think... I really love that I've created this podcast. I think that's probably the thing I'm proudest of, you know? I'm really, really, really proud of pushing myself to do this because it's something that isn't always easy and it's not always comfortable and it's it's scary. Like, it is scary recording a podcast about your thoughts and your feelings about the world and just putting it out there for people to listen to because it's not always going to be met with, like, like I've been so lucky, like, touch wood, I've been so lucky that you guys are all so lovely. But it is scary. I can't deny that it's not. It is scary. So I think maybe the thing I love most about myself is that I'm not afraid to do scary things. Moving to London on my own was a scary thing, but I did it. Creating the podcast was a scary thing, but I did it. I'm a little bit scared about going to Vietnam, I can't lie. I don't know why, but I am. I do find, like, I love travelling and it's brilliant, but it does make me a little bit nervous. Like, I do feel a little bit anxious about it, but I did it, and I'm still going to do it. And I do the things that I know are good things, even if I'm scared about them. I think that's the thing I love about myself. I do the things that are good. I do the hard things, even if they're scary. Okay, on to the anonymous questions. And I'm not gonna lie, all of the, anon- like, so many anonymous questions are like, who was the last person you text? Who was the last Snapchat you got it from? And guys, I think you have, think I have a more interesting life than I do. I have, a, like, I don't text that many people. I have my very, like, I have my group of friends and they are like a small group of friends and I spam them with messages. But also, I'm the worst texter in the entire world. I will just forget to reply and it's not an excuse, but it is a reason, okay? Okay, I can't help it, I forget, I have ADHD, I forget that I'm talking, and then I get distracted by something, and then if you're not in my, like, main groups of people that I talk to, I just forget to talk, I just, the message goes, and then it's like, mm. so I feel like the last snap I got, because I have started using Snapchat again, much to my own horror, but I am back, was to my boyfriend, because that's the only person I text on Snapchat. It's really weird, though, being on Snapchat and seeing all of my memories pop up. It's quite nice, because I always apparently talk on Snap. Like, it's weird, though, seeing my face from last year. 
like two years ago I mean, because I stopped using it two years ago. So I'm looking at myself and I have really long hair. Like my hair used to be down to the, my waist. Like it used to be really, really long. And I just had it all chopped. And like now it's like a bob. And I look, it just looks different. I look older now and I look happier. I look back and I'm realizing how much I have grown. It's, you know, a nice thing. But anyway, none of you guys asked that. So let me move on. Okay, what's your toxic trait? I don't know if it's a toxic trait as such. Oh, I don't know what my toxic trait is. Like, overthinking, overanalyzing, over worrying about things, yes. Saying I can do more than I actually can, but always managing to do it because I'll just sacrifice everything to do with myself, yes. Also believing I'd be fine on a desert island and turning everything into a podcast, yes. I think that's probably a big toxic trait that I have because I sometimes I catch myself doing podcasts just in my brain, just through my thoughts. My thoughts are how the podcast is. Like I talk to myself and I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe it's bad. Is that a toxic trait? I don't know if that classes as a toxic trait. My brain is a constant podcast episode. Like my dad was, uh, <laughs> my dad when I first started talking to him about the podcast, he was like, so who do you talk to? He's like, just myself. He's like, for how long? He's like, an hour, an hour and 10. 45 minutes depends varies really and the shock on his face was pal palatable no it was was obvious it's like how do you have that much to say for an hour that you can just fill silence where it's just your voice and I was like I don't know I don't know but I have been blessed with a chatterbox brain and you know I'm not I'm not mad about it it is what it is and I think that's probably my toxic trait is that I can talk for Britain I am a chatterbox and I'm okay with that Worst food I've ever eaten was this deep fried olive with s sausage in. It was in Greece and it was hands down. We're actually in a really beautiful restaurant and it was overlooking the water and it was sunset and it was lovely and they brought out these like little bread crummy things and I thought it was like a miniature scotch egg and I was really excited about it and I put it in my mouth. I, no. Sounds good, doesn't it? A deep fried olive. No. Maybe it wasn't a deep... No, it was a deep... The texture about it, everything about it, was absolutely disgusting and I would not, oh, it's just really, I just really, I just really don't, I don't enjoy that experience. Have you ever cheated? You've got to be honest, lol. No, no I haven't and I just, I just couldn't. Because I've been cheated on and because it was such an awful experience, I just know that being cheated on can be quite shattering and it can really have a lot of impact on you as a person. It can, like, it gave me massive trust issues and it made me really scared to fall in love again. And I think if you don't love someone, the least you can do is always respect them. And so, no, I've never cheated. I never will cheat because I think it's just not part of who I am now, you know? I never have done, but I think it's something that, no, I just... Right now, my current situation, I don't want to be like, I, because I, I would never, in my knowledge right now, I would never, but I can't imagine a situation where I'd ever feel it would ever happen. I think I just love the people around me too much, and I love the people that I fall in love with too much, you know? I can never place myself in a relationship where I'm not 110% on them, you know? Life's too short. And I'm really content in the life that I've created for myself. And so if they're not adding anything to that, if I'm not 100% happy, then like I'd rather be on my own. 
and that's why I am in a relationship and we've lasted so long together because I am 110% happy and I love the life that I've created for myself. But no, I would never cheat and I've never cheated, been cheated on. I think once you get cheated on, it changes what you think about cheating and it makes you realise how bad it really is and you just can't... I just couldn't. Your favourite part of your body? Um... I don't know. Mm, my eyes. I like my eyes because they have black dots in. And I remember convincing this boy at school once that I could see out of the little black dots in my eye and I had like multiple vision. That was really funny. Um, but I like my eyes because they have different colours of brown in. I feel like brown is shit on as an eye colour, but I like my eyes. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. <laughs> So the new things that I've done this week, you guys know how I was watching Made. Yeah, I had to stop watching that. I found it way too stressful. It honestly was making me very, very anxious. I have realised that I can't actually watch stressful TV shows on my own because I just skip through them. I have started watching Bridgerton. I'm late to the party, I know. I'm like four years too late. But I've rewatched, I'm watching it because I've never watched it before. And any stressful part or part that I don't want to watch, I just skip through it. And I have no issues doing that. And I think that's why... I enjoy watching TV on my own because I can just skip through it. When I'm when I'm with everyone else, it really pisses everyone off. For understandable reasons, because like it is annoying when you're trying to watch a TV show and I'm there just wanting to skip it the entire time. But, you know, a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do and I find it very anxiety inducing. So since that episode of Made, I'm appreciating that it's a great TV show I need something nicer to watch. I need like Gilmore Girls vibe. So I'm on Bridgerton at the moment and I've got another, I've watched an entire season in five days. Okay, no shame there. Don't regret my life choices. I'm really enjoying it. I can't lie. Took me a second to get into it because the way they talk is funny. But once you kind of clock into the old English kind of how they're talking, then now I'm in it and now I can't get out of it. And I'm so glad I have a season two. Also, I'm trying to cut down on my screen time and my screen time has been shocking. Like, I can't believe I'm gonna expose, expose myself. Because I'm creating more content, because I'm doing day in the lives, and then because of threat, like, threads, I'm, I feel like it's an exciting change in the social media world because I feel like it's gonna be for older groups. I think the younger generations, like teens, late teens, early 20s, and I, I don't know, maybe it's wrong to split it by age category, but I think, it it, it take like it attracts a different type of audience. I think Threads attaches. It's less like addictive, but it's more kind of calmer and slower. Whereas TikTok is massively addicting. So you know when you don't want that much intensity, but you still want a bit of a distraction. That's where Threads is good. But trying to create content for all of these different things has just means that I am on my phone quite a lot. And then also I give myself a little reward of a scroll or something. And then when I post something, I want to see how it's doing and stuff. And so it's led to my screen time like being five hours. That's really bad. It used to be two and a half. I've doubled my screen time. And I don't know where this time's coming from because I don't have that time in the day. And so I'm making a new thing starting today. Well, it started today of not allowing myself to go on my phone. Today it was half nine, but I wanna move it to 10. Obviously I, I can still accept calls and stuff, but I don't need to go on my phone that early. I don't have anything to do. And instead, like I woke up this morning, I went and I washed my face, I did my skincare, and then I went and read my book outside. I did my journaling and I meditated and then I started work. And I was like, this 
this is a better routine. This is what I'm meant to be doing. This is what old me would have done. And so I think, because I'm trying to let go of old bad patterns because recently I've been feeling like I've been holding on to a lot of bad patterns that haven't necessarily been serving me. And a lot of my, right, this video popped up on my For You page and it was about how I need to let go of like past things that have happened to me. And I have realized that I definitely do. And so one of the ways you can do this is by incorporating this routine into my life again. And I just need to be more present. I think not even just letting go of bad things, but just I need to let go of the past. I just need to be more present. And doing these things each day is making me more conscious of where I am and making me more conscious of my day to day. And I think it will really, really genuinely help. Other new things I've done this week. I've been watching Love Island and that has been drama. If you haven't caught, if you haven't been watching this series, then you're missing out. I used to hate Love Island, hate it. But this season is quite good and I don't know if it's because I'm just really bored doing my dissertation, but I don't know what it is. I'm enjoying it though. And finally, yeah, no, that's it guys. I've been doing my dissertation. Oh, I'm going to a concert tomorrow. So I'll report back on that. I'm going to Somerset House and I'm really excited about it. And that's why I need to go because it's 20 to 10 and I have loads of content I need to produce and I need to finish editing the podcast. But I love you loads. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok and on threads now at you've got mail underscore pod. And I can't wait to speak to you next week. Honestly, it really means so much to me that you're here. You don't realise how grateful I am. I hope you have the best week and I love you and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.